Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. Welcome back to the show. A little bonus podcast today. I want to talk, since we talked earlier about the entrepreneurial journey, let's dive into a little bit more specific. Let's talk about sales. All right. Let's talk about my thoughts on sales I want to share with you is I think it's difficult not to make six figures on your own selling a solution to a problem. I mean, I think it's difficult not to. And I'm not saying that for like some shock value or, you know, major disruptor. No, I really believe that. If I didn't say it, if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't say it. You know, I'd say, oh my God, it's a... It's so hard. It's just so hard to make a hundred grand a year selling solutions to problems. It's not. I don't know. Maybe somebody told you it was, or you know, a lot of that's mindset stuff. It's in your head. If you've never made a hundred grand before, well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to bust through. Let's say you've made fifty grand. Well, the next level for you is not a hundred. It's sixty. You know. And once you break through sixty, you're gonna be like, huh? Didn't do anything different. Uh, maybe you raised your prices. Maybe you sold a couple more clients. But now it's off to seventy, and then maybe ninety because it gets to be a little bit exponential at that part. You get a lot of confidence, you know, you get really good at it, but sales in and of itself is not is not a bad thing. I mean, I jump on sales calls as the actual prospect a lot. I like to learn, I like to hear how other people are selling. Sometimes it makes me cringe, like you wouldn't even, like I'm like, oh my God, you're really reading from a script. You're not even listening to what I have to say. You're just like going on to the next, I didn't even give you an objection you had to handle, yet you handled the objection. I understand that price could be an issue. I never mentioned price. But when you're on the phone with someone, if you do what I do, my method's very simple. When the desire is high, book a call. If the desire is not high, then don't book a call. Because I'm not going to sit there and sell you on why you got to launch a message and gain a purpose-driven podcast and go out there and be a coach, consultant, and gain freedom. I mean, there's no way. That's what the podcast, this podcast is designed to get you to believe, to get you a little bit uncomfortable, thinking differently, speaking differently, Maybe not acting like everybody in your inner circle acts and talks. I've been there. I was a zombie, a robot. I just followed everybody around until I realized they were going off a cliff. Like, whoa, hey, hold on a second. I don't think I want to go that far. I don't want to get into my 50s at a job. No, thank you very much. I'll be okay just uh, going in a little different direction. Y'all have fun, though. But a lot of that is so much mindset. Like, when I started having, quote, unquote, I got air quotes up, success as a speaker on stage, I wasn't doing anything different. I had a lot more confidence. I kind of stepped into my greatness. We all have this greatness. It's like crossing through, you know? You open up the door and on the other side is greatness. But that door has this imaginary lock on it and you think you gotta have the combination and only the smart people have it or only the millionaires have it. I mean, if that were the case, then 80% of the millionaires here in the US are first generation. That wouldn't be possible. They would have been born into money, but yet somehow they cross through that door, stepping into their greatness, 
And if you wanted to do what I do, for example, being a coach and being a consultant and you wanted to make a hundred grand a year, it's eight grand a month. You know, that's 96 a year, close enough for government work. You got to make four grand every couple of weeks. Maybe you get a couple of weeks, you don't make anything. Maybe in the next two weeks, you make 20 grand. You know, it's not this linear graph, but at the end of the 12 months, you look back and say, oh my God, I made a hundred grand. Well, how'd you do it? Well, you were selling solutions to a problem that you were able to clearly articulate. That's it. I mean, there, everybody has some issue that they need to have solved. Right now, <clears throat> excuse me, right now, currently, I mentioned on a couple of podcasts, my Facebook ad's been shut down, count, uh, business page, lost it, somebody hacked it. I don't even have a way to get a hold of it. Great. So I'm on the phone now with people that are trying to sell me solutions for YouTube ads, for B2B, LinkedIn. And I'm listening. You know, I've got the desire to do it, whether or not I end up going with a particular company or not. Let's see how I'm all about the vibe. I'm all about the vibe I get on the other end of the phone with somebody. You know, I love being sold. Like I, I enjoy buying more than I like being sold, but I love the sales process when I'm able to arrive at a decision because I came to the call with a high level of desire. If somebody comes to the call, all right, if you're in the business that I'm in, all right, and you want to sell your products and your services, that word sell to some people, it's kind of like spooks them out a little bit, you know, it makes them a little uncomfortable and kind of queasy and move around on their chair a little bit. Shouldn't be that way. You know, what it should be is you show up to the call without any attachment to the outcome whatsoever. You do a lot of listening, which some people just are not very good at. Again, it surprises me. People are always thinking of the next question they're going to ask and not listening to what you're actually saying to them. But if you clearly articulate your message and the solution that you provide to a problem, doesn't matter. I mean, there's a billion problems out there that people have, and they would gladly pay you to solve that problem. You know, whether it's weight loss, relationship, finances, doing what I do, helping people launch a million-dollar message, coaching, consulting, freedom, work from home, things like that. But you can't sound like everybody else. You just can't come out of the gates talking like everybody else on the Internet and having the exact same solution. I'm going to drop you in a membership site. You're going to watch videos. I don't want to watch videos. I want the solution. Oh, well, that's more expensive. That's great. I'm, I'll pay for it. I'm buying my time. Wealthy people buy their time. Poor people sell their time. I want to buy my time. I want you to do the work for me so I can go create content. Sell me that solution. I'll pay more. I had a guy ask me on a call. Uh, I was talking to ad agencies that were going to run ads for me. And I said, what's your expected ad spend? They said, well, we would expect you to spend 15 to 20 grand a month on ads. Is that too high? <laughs> Is that too high? Like, no, I said, I, don't, I, I think a hundred grand a month is great. As long as you can tell me I'm going to get 300 grand back if I follow your method. I mean, if I spend $5, that's too much. You know, I'm not going to spend five bucks. It's a waste. I'd rather give it to my kid or donate it, you know, to a, uh, somebody that really needs a lunch bought for them. Can you still buy a lunch for $5? But you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'll spend money all day long if there's a return on the investment. So I come to the call with a high desire for that product or that service, or I would not waste my time on a 30, 45 minute or an hour long call. So people really need to have two things going for them when they wanna to talk to you about doing business with you. They have to have a high level of desire. Number one, number one, they gotta have desire. You cannot create them. You cannot create that for somebody else. If they don't have that and you have to create that for them and they do end up buying, which is not impossible, you know, the best salespeople out there can make no's and the yeses but then you got a project on your hand, you get buyer's remorse. If they don't have buyer's remorse after they hang up the phone and email you three days later, I can't believe I did that, don't charge my credit card, then they'll come into it without that desire and they're not gonna get the results. Low desire, low results. Low results, low belief, 
and you got yourself probably a negative rating on the internet for it, all because you went to the store hungry and you just wanted to make money from somebody. Now, somebody comes to the call with a high level of desire, what other thing do they need? They only need one other thing, and that's money. That's money. I mean, it sounds obvious, right? I dare, you know, they need money. Yeah, no, but you'd be surprised. A lot of marketers out there are marketing to poor people. I was poor. Nothing wrong with being poor, you know. Don't stay poor. There's a lot of solutions out there to not remain poor, but I've been poor. I've had eviction notices posted on my door. I've had utilities shut off. I've had cars repossessed. I get it. I didn't like it. I understand it. I'm empathetic towards it, but don't stay there, you know. So if somebody shows up to the phone call or a Zoom call or you meet somebody face-to-face and they got a high level of desire but they don't have any money, bad client, bad client. Now, could you, you know, wiggle around and say, we can do payments and, you know, maybe do it for free for a month? No. Don't do that. You're doing them a disservice. You're doing them a disservice because they're not prepared. And if they're not prepared with desire and money, they're going to be a bad client. They're not going to get the results. Again, they're going to have high desire, no money, low results to no results, bad client. You're not doing them a favor by working out some sort of crazy payment plan. You know, no money down, $99 a month. You know, it's like I bought a car like that too one time from the buy here, die here lot. You know, didn't have any money. Went to a buy here, die here place where they do all the financing. Sold me a car that was worth about two grand. I think uh, after all the payments were done, I probably paid closer to five grand for it. Divot didn't have money, so just went with the low, and it was just a terrible experience. Car had problems. I didn't like it. Had a bad experience. Never went back. Talked bad about the owner, you know, not in public. Just like, oh, yeah, but he's so bad. Well, it's my fault. I came there with a high desire for an automobile, but no money. And people will really discount that. When I have clients, you know, map out what does your ideal client have to have, they always leave out money. As if they just assume, well, if they, you know, if they're if they're a great client, then who cares if they have money? We'll find it. It matters. It matters. Can they get access to it? Sure. I mean, my teenagers have access to three grand. I mean, they all have jobs. If they had to get three grand, they'd get it. You know, doesn't mean they'd spend it, or I would tell them to because it wouldn't be a good fit. So your client or your prospect has to have a high level desire, and they got to have the investment ready to go. Because if they have the desire and the investment ready to go, they're going to get results, all right? The only way they wouldn't is if they didn't listen to you and what you teach and how you implement. Look, you sell the you you give the information away for free, and you sell the implementation, okay? It's the easiest way to make 100 grand a year, being a coach, being a consultant, doing it ethically. Everybody would love to pay somebody else. It's, it's expected. I'm gladly pay for somebody's expertise who can get something done faster. You're going to help me lose weight, get in shape in eight weeks? Love it. I'll pay you for it. Can't do it on my own. You know, I've paid a lot of fitness, a lot, probably five fitness coaches, paid into the thousands of dollars for them because they gave me a blueprint when I was done working with them. I could just keep it going on my own. Well worth the investment. It wasn't cheap. You know, I didn't buy a DVD, pop it in and go to my basement and start doing jumping jacks and expect to get results. I knew I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. I needed the accountability. So just think about that. Is it possible to make 100 grand a year selling, coaching, consulting, your products, your service? I think it's hard not to. Desire and money. You know, make sure you vet people. Don't waste your time. And I'm not saying that to be mean, you know, to somebody. I always got to say, I'm not being mean. This is a business. You run a business or you don't. If you run a nonprofit, then you don't need that. It doesn't matter. But you don't run a nonprofit. You run a for-profit business that's providing solutions for people. And you've worked very hard to get these solutions on your own. You've spent, they're not paying you for the eight weeks that they're working with you. They're paying you for the 20 years it took you to get the knowledge and get the implementation and put the system in place to get the results. That's what they're paying for. 
So I hope that helps you today. Get a little bit of confidence, you know, get a little swagger going. Don't need to be arrogant. I think I love salespeople. They got a little bit of that swagger going, you know, like, yeah, I'm the best. I'm the best at this. I said that to a client uh, or a prospect on a Zoom call. I said, I'm the number one podcasting coach in the world. He laughed so hard. Not at me. He's like, oh, my God. You're talking. He, he was an athlete, ex-football player. You got me. I, you, you remember. I'm an athlete. And I didn't remember he played pro football, but he did. And he had this just really gregarious laugh. It was awesome. It's one of those people when they laugh, you laugh because it's such a great laugh. And we both started laughing. He goes, man, you got me. I love it. Let's do it. All because I said I'm the number one podcasting coach in the world, and I believe I am. I believe I am. I believe I got the testimonials to prove it and the results. So I have no problem saying that. It's not arrogant. It's just, to me, it's just part of my message that I share with people. You want to work one-on-one with someone who's been doing this for 17 years? Let's do it, man. I'm the best there is. You're not going to find anybody better that cares this much about their client. So use that. Like, get a little bit of confidence, you know, and just see how it works. I promise you, you can make six figures selling your coaching, consulting, and your services as a solution to somebody else. And don't apologize for price. Lead with your price. I mean, lead with the price. You know, don't hide from it. Lead with it. That's it. That's the price. Let's do it. All right. Hope that helps. Let's go. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.